0: You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison
1: in Seattle.
2: Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Back
3: together again. And uh man, so Mikel, you're you're a parent again. And I've I i got to say, I've never felt like more of a parent than this week. Oh um, really? I was out I was out of town. I was in Colorado last weekend and I got a text from the guy watching my dog. My dog had oh. gotten into um it's called Rimadil. It's like a pretty toxic medication for dogs like when you eat too much of it he ate like 20 of them Oh, my God. so he, oh my God. he had to go to the er i had to rush back home from colorado oh um, and dude then, oh man it's like is he okay I, yeah okay well i'm not to get into the whole thing but it's yeah. just like this has been consuming my week so i feel like i gotta like oh
1: get it of
3: out. course so come back he's in the hospital for like two nights so i'm paying out the nose for that of course yeah. Yeah. and then um He comes back home with me, but he's like puking a lot, like all the time, like after he eats every time and it's not normal. So anyway, long story short, I bring him back in today and they finally found out like he has a mild case of pancreatitis, which apparently is not so bad. Like it just kind of goes away soon. So a little bit of good news. I'll hopefully it stays good news.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry.
3: That's awful. It's all right it's it's not fun because i like you have to involve
1: um poison control
3: no my neighbor just brought him to like the the pet er Uh which is a thing uh uh, took him there and they i guess they got him there on time to really to not die because like he could have
0: died it was a
3: really bad it's a bad toxin so but like I don't like to have to feel sorry for my dog. I like to have no, a relationship with them where babies, I can make fun of them. Babies
1: and dogs, <laughs> babies and animals, yeah. anything babies and animals, it's awful.
2: Oh, and then being yeah. away and out of town like makes that is the worst. That's my worst fear of any time being away of something like that happening. It's just yeah, you know. Thank right. God everything's good and dog's doing well. Wow. Yeah, that's just when posted, you're out of town, it's out of
1: your self control. That's what feels so helpless about that for and sure. And well, mm-hmm. he
3: was, and I, I crate him when I'm at home. So my neighbor's watching him and he's just kind of roaming in my neighbor's house. He gets up on the countertop, chews through the thing. Cause oh the medication, God. these particular pills are like flavored, like bacon. <laughs> so dogs <laughs> oh, <holy no>. <laughs> that's why he ate so many of them. Hilarious.
2: <laughs> it's like a treat. It's like,
3: it's like yeah. Hey guys, how about this, this super toxic medication? That's the worst one for a dog to eat. How about we not make it flavored like a tasty treat? yeah <laughs> or put it in a metal tube or something oh my God. But oh my anyway.
1: God, that yeah. is quite something
3: yeah well uh, you know they have to they're this universe trying to f with me i think so <laughs> but <laughs> oh, but okay. anyway we've um, got to. yeah I, I don't i don't i do not want to keep our guest waiting for too much longer do you guys have anything you want to talk about before no let's get not into that beats that, your story
1: right. hell no i know oh well
3: uh, hopefully it has a good ending. Speaking of happy endings, Skillshare.
2: Best one ever. Skillshare
3: baby. Uh, so, you know, we're talking logos today. We're talking logo design, the trends and everything. So maybe you're out there listening, thinking, how can I up my game in the lo- in logo design and kind of keeping up with what the latest and greatest stuff is. So Skillshare is going to be here for you They They can teach you, And Everything you need to know about just kind of the process, the software, uh, you know, just the the basic principles and then the nitty gritty of how to actually sit down either with pen and paper or, I mean, let's face it, it's going to be, you know, more like Illustrator these days, but they've got you covered any way you want to slice it. So whether you're picking up a new skill for your day job, figuring out your next side project or pursuing a long time passion, Skillshare has the classes for you. So, of course, I pulled up a few here. Um, we've talked about these ones before Uh, we've got a few by draplin you all know draplin he's got the guy with the the beard and the hat and we've got uh you know logo design with grids uh you know typographic logos mastering logo design gridding with the golden ratio there's so many like it gets very granular here so you can learn basically any kind of logo design skills you want to know um so i think those are some great resources there um and of course Lifelong learning is important to all of us as entrepreneurs and as designers. The worst thing we can ever be is stagnant and not keeping up with the trends and the newest stuff. So, you know, while we're here today talking about the trends, Skillshare is there to kind of teach you how to bring some of them to life and how to, how about this, set your own trends, right? So, wow. (laughs) <laughs> deep, deep man. That's very deep. <laughs> that's why I get the big bucks for these reasons. Exactly. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes oh free. So to sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash deepend. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash end to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash deepend. All right. So, without further ado, you've heard him here before. You've heard him right here many times before, but he never wears out his welcome. Welcome, Bill <laughs> <Phil> Gardner.
2: <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, How are on,
0: you?
4: Hold on. Whoa. Oh. Hey. Yeah. We got sound effects. Yeah. Hey, forgive me. I'm welcome, Bill. a little bit. I'm feeling kind of queasy. I've been eating these. Uh, I've been kind of snacking on these bacon flavored remedies. <laughs> Too soon, Bill. Soon. And- <laughs> hey, yeah. best of luck on your dog. I'm 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 oh, positive. No, no. I'm kind of
3: Yeah, no, I, I I didn't bring it up for like a pity party. It was just like it's just been consuming my week, so for I just sure. needed to like Awful. get it out there. But totally get yeah. it.
4: Yeah, totally get it.
3: Yeah. But it's always good Okay, to well, have you. moving on from uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's a segue. Hope your, hope your dog doesn't die. Let's talk love. <laughs> it <want> <laughs> uh, love it. Yeah, but we always love having you on, Bill, because, um. Oh, thanks. you know, yeah, you you have a real eye for kind of not only spotting the trends, but putting a face to them and putting a name to them. Um, that's kind of my favorite part is just because a lot of times we might be able to kind of spot some trends in a nebulous way, but you really yeah. kind of nail them down in a way that, yeah. that I wouldn't know where to begin. So,
4: yeah, um, you know, these, so where these do we things things just got, well, these things just got picked up and put in, uh, on fast companies, uh, uh, website, um, for their feature article on design, uh, this week. And they came mm-hmm. back to me and said, we want to kind of make it a personalized headline. So we're thinking about, so their headline was something like, uh, I've been looking at logos for decades and, and then it, go, it kind of goes on and I was sitting there going, my God, I really have been looking at logos <laughs> for decades. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: That's just great. recently. Yeah. Well, we all have as well, but you, you've been paid yeah, to do it. So you can look yeah, at it that way. Yeah.
4: yeah. Well, yeah. you know what, <laughs> I, I, who is it that always says that, you know, as long as you're doing what you love, you know, it's never a job, you know, you're I, so I'm the luckiest individual in the world, I think. And uh, the sure. fact that I get yeah. to spend my time really getting to know the designers and uh, uh, the people that craft good stuff. And, and by the way, I, I, I'm sorry. I can't even go any further here without bringing up the fact that book 11 came out and there's two logos in particular in that book Uh-oh. that <laughs> oh, yeah. that are just, you know, they, they're worth the price of the book for itself. <laughs> and, and Nick, maybe, you know, which ones I'm talking about, but I have a, no logo has a couple of logos about. in that baby.
2: Congratulations, <laughs> man. You, man. How That's... cool are you? Nice. I got to I got to tell you, I, you made my clients day dude when this when i when i found out it was the day the the company was opening their doors at the restaurant like oh, really literally and i told the owner and he that was more exciting to him than opening day <laughs> of his restaurant he's like uh, well where's the press release uh what do we do uh, he's like do i call the pre-? i'm like calm down <laughs> I love
1: oh, it. That's so cute. but
2: yeah i i so i i don't know if you've ever heard it from that perspective but from the client side too it's obviously a neat thing and it was the same client, uh, two two different orientations of the logo, which was kind of fun. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. But did, thanks for did that. Did you Matt.
4: get your Did you get your certificate yet, Nick?
2: No, I did not.
4: Okay, they're they're coming out, okay. uh, but um, we we send those out and they actually have the logo on them. And one of the issues we run into is when we uh, select all all the uh, different logos for logo on uh, the book um, is
2: we send out these certificates and people are always going, uh,
4: "Do I keep it or do I give it to my client?" Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you make them so yeah. official, Bill. That's the cool thing. Um yeah. yeah. you know. I was yeah.
3: going to ask, are they suitable for framing?
2: They I, they they definitely are. Oh
4: yeah, okay. they are Good. very cool. Good. Very cool. All right. So, anyway, but dude, it's, it's, got, Bill, got it's all- Bill
2: Gardner. Come on.
4: You know, it's gonna, <laughs> you know it's going to be good. <laughs> well, and uh, so Logo Lounge Book 11 did just come out. And yeah. we've we got so much stuff that's all happening, one thing on top of the other. So, the trends were happening at exactly the same time that the book was coming out. So, uh, we got a lot to talk about.
2: Good. I, I should just say too, your designer did a great job this year. I love the book cover. I love the the the, the treatment. It looks fantastic.
4: Yeah, I, so I need to throw out some credit there. Uh, Brian Ween, who's our senior art director, uh, did the design on it. And a matter of fact, the coloration of the book cover is one of the things we're going to be talking about in the trends today. And um, along with that um, Ellen Moseman, uh, one of our designers here, uh, is the one that pulled it together and did a lot of the internal design on it. So, uh, we, we, it, it's a group effort. And there's Yeah. A lot and
2: of I and think it. we have the audience that could probably appreciate the, the, that side of this discussion more than anything is that I can't imagine after you've been, you're ready and you've rallied all these logos and you've grouped them now putting them together into a publication, you know, that's like yeah. a whole, and you had the ebook and everything else, which is fantastic. So it's like, uh Kudos to you guys. Great job. Okay. Nice.
4: I think we're done patting each other on the back. There you go, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Get to it. Yeah.
3: Well, congrats for those uh, for being featured on that, Nick. That's awesome. And I think you were oh, like thanks, last yeah. year
2: too, right? You yeah. Have- this this has awesome. been fun, blast, wow. man. How's it, How feel? it feel? It's it's. I don't know, man. Well, according to Bill, oh. I'm I'm really I'm tough right. to deal with now. So. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You're that, that email made me laugh. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, you know, I'm I'm okay. So uh, I was giving Wes a hard time before we started about his uh, being the segue king, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use <laughs> that to kind of uh, segue into Do it. Uh, you know, I- every year when I uh, introduce the trends at uh, How Design Annual, I. <sighs> Or at how how design uh, the conference, I usually try and uh, bring up a couple of just general points that are addressing trends that uh, are out there. Mm-hmm. And two of the things that aren't trend specific, but that we may talk a little bit about in the trend report, is um, uh, the use of color ingredient um, uh, has kind of taken a twist, and we're seeing a lot of it in um, uh, identity design. I you know gradation has always been one of those things that uh, there's been a camp that has said, my God, you know, a logo has to operate in you know a solid tone or just one color or yeah. whatever. But well, obviously we live in an RGB dominion now. We don't live in CMYK. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there are companies that never even go to print that, uh, you know, uh, live out there. So when we start taking a look at uh, gradation, uh, you know, gradation talks about transition from one thing to another. It it expresses a lot and also kind of shows us transparency. But the thing that we're kind of picking up is even though it's been, what, three years now since Instagram made the dramatic change of shifting their logo over to that, you know, kind of uh, uh, bold gradient from uh, orange down to violet, you know, and, and, and now you just show that gradient to people and they go, oh, it's Instagram. You know, it tends to grow, mm-hmm. you know, it's Instagram. Sign- it's it's a, like
2: sig- it. a gradient is a signature now. Yeah, right.
4: exactly. Yeah, but right. but to kind of shift that curve, there's a lot of exploration of gradients that are not natural. If I <laughs> find a good way to say this, that's true. Um, so you know, I mean, we we typically think of a gradient as being you know from colors that are adjacent to each other on the color wheel. Yeah, uh, uh, you know reds to oranges, you know, violets to reds, greens to blues, But now we're seeing more and more people that are doing things like on the cover of uh logo lounge, we, we actually shifted from this uh, kind of um, aqua color over into a orange color. And, you know, if, so color theory. They're on the opposite sides of the wheel from each other, mm-hmm. which means you got to kind of travel through this crappy brown tone, you know, to get <laughs> from one to the other if, yeah. you're, if you're kind of running them together. <laughs> but there are more and more unique ways of doing that. More and more tools are out there. So I think that we're seeing a lot of these really unexpected kind of gradient tones working their way into uh, identity design. Yeah. Because people are trying to capture some space that isn't already owned by somebody else.
2: I think you captured it by saying the tools are allowing us to do it, where I I remember even Mm -hmm. just two years ago, you'd you'd search for like, you know, how do you do a gradient on a path? Cause that would be a trick and it wasn't a a fixed thing you can do. And now, and I think we've all, we've talked about this a few times, even just the gradient, the the gradient tool on illustrator has become so advanced. Mm -hmm. So you would, you, would you say it's just because like, maybe it's like we're, we're we have these different tools and we have a different playground. We're seeing this different shift. That's always a driver. Yeah.
4: You know, um, Honestly, I mean, we 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 can sit here and go back for you know now decades and kind of say you know well when uh, when Cork came out with this tool or when Freehand came out <laughs> with that tool or you know and kind of InDesign or Photoshop or Illustrator or you know whatever as tools came out you know all of a sudden you see this huge influx of logos that have you know um, uh, warped you know, uh, tones to them because people can take an image and they can warp it or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, patterning that, you know, God, God forbid, when uh, freehand came out with a tool that allowed you to say, I'm going to take this and I want to multiply it into a circle into five units or 12 units or whatever, you know, and we started and steps these- in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, I, I think tools always end up kind of driving what we
2: mm-hmm.
4: do, but, but think about that. I mean, a pencil when a pencil was the only tool drove yeah what people would do you yeah. know a pin when a pin was you know i mean the tool has always been the driver
2: yeah that's a great way to look at it and i think it's neat because it maybe it's not like you're taking a shortcut and it was hard to do before it's just yes. something that's in your toolbox now and yep. i i love too i love when i see a designer really taking the leap with when a new thing happens and it's one of the first out there with this new technique or this new thing in there, and you're like oh that's that's opening up so many different ideas now for us as designers and I think sometimes yeah. those are the best takeaways from these trends. It's not to be copied, it's just to be influenced and
1: right giving you totally a little boost,
2: you know and
4: you know when you when you think about the way that a person uses a tool um, okay, in in the beginning, we use it in the most remedial way. You know, um, yeah. it's, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm not meaning to get back to remedial here, um, but it, you know, we use it in the very most basic way and it isn't until we really spend some time with it, that we, it's, it's like a cliche. I mean, we, we work in the world of cliches. We know it's a cliche because it works, but the idea is to present that cliche in such a way that people feel like they've never seen that idea before, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same way with a tool, you know, use it in a, such a way that is moving it beyond its basic essence into a use that people aren't expecting that they've not seen before. Nice. Yeah. Well put. Nice. Anyway. Nice. Um, the the other thing in kind of dealing with that whole idea of tools um, is the idea that we are starting to see, and, it, and it's almost in this retro kind of fashion, we're starting to see more and more pattern that is working its way back into uh, logos, yeah, and even there's even a couple of trends that kind of base themselves off of that, and there are you know a, a lot of different kits and packages out there. Oh hell yeah, that, uh, you you can pick up that are tons of you know patterns, but but I'm going to date myself by kind of going back and saying you know at, uh, you know at, at one point. Decades ago, uh, designers would literally go out and pick up what was called letrotone or uh, ziptone film, which was a printed pattern on a, you know, clear sheet that they would cut with a knife and they would stick down on their logo to create a pattern. And, uh, you know, I mean, so, so that was literally the way you would create pattern back in the uh, 70s or back, you know, even beyond that, if you were a designer wanting to integrate pattern into your design. But uh, now it's you know, and and it's not a matter of just laying a half tone in, because mm-hmm. it's not about half tone. Yeah, it really is. You know, it's, it's not about the dots. It's about the dots. You yeah, know? <laughs> you know, I mean, or or it's about a wood grain, or it's about mm-hmm. you know uh, some kind of a houndstooth, or you know, these kinds of patterns are working their way back into logos.
2: Yeah, I and I I know like the zip tone one is a great gathering of cool little icons that you're showing here as one of the trends. What's your thought as far as like scalability and everything on some of these? Are they, have you seen other applications of what might've been successful here? So here's the deal,
4: and, and you certainly address it, which is the idea that anytime you start working with pattern, if you take it down too small, it just turns to, you know, it, it just a, a halftone. Yeah. You know, it's, it, 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 it's gray or whatever color mm-hmm. it happens to be. Just so happens a lot of the ones that we showed this year, um, people are working in just black and white. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. once you start laying in pattern, you've got to be thinking about the scalability yeah. uh, to the point that you're using it with enough grit to it you know, enough, uh, enough muscle yeah. that, you know, when, when you look at it, it's gonna still be dots. Even if you take it down to a half inch size logo.
2: Yeah. yeah. So You know, you know it's, it's funny. I You, you squint at them too. And I, and we always say too, like, if you're at home and listening to this, obviously have the trend report open. Cause I think it's a great yeah. companion. I'm looking yeah, at a few trend report. Your, your options there. And what's interesting when you do squint or go far away from them, um, it just fills it in with gray and it actually mm-hmm. still works just fine. It's kind of neat because they're mostly like diagonal lines or are spaced, evenly spaced lines or dots that yep. you're right. They're almost just exaggerated halftones and then they, so, they turn but, to gray.
4: But it works there.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that,
4: that's not the intent, obviously, but the point is, is that it does work there. If it, if it goes to that point. Yeah. Um, take a look at Jay Fletcher's work. He Oh does, yeah. Uh, Master. Uh, you know, Jay, Jay, Jay is wonderful, but yeah. And he's one of the early adopters, uh, really, of kind of integrating pattern. And it's not just a matter of picking up uh, a pattern and dropping it in. He really integrates it uh, into his design in a smart way. Yeah, you know, clever with his like the,
2: the the longboard one he has. I think was a great yeah. example of this idea. Like he could bring two different versions in there, like the lines yeah. that kind of create there, and then the the floating dots. And you're like, yep, it works. It just has that vibe. And, and I think that's, he's, he's kind of pioneering with a lot of that kind of stuff, which I really appreciate, you know?
4: Yep.
3: All right, Bill. So let's get to uh, the trend report here. Let's talk some trends, which, uh, where would you like to start? I mean, there's so many cool ones here. I kind of, I'm digging the report this year. What do you consider the most interesting?
4: Um, so we, we kind of start off with it. It's fun to kind of see how things um, evolve and, that very first one that we call Morse Shade is one where yeah. over, over the last several years, people have been using more and more of this kind of dot dash um, element to kind of indicate a tech aspect in some degrees or a clean kind of uh, gradient, if you will. But these are starting to get connected laterally. And you you almost have to take a look at these to get what I'm talking about here. But it's the idea of a gradient being formed in an incredibly highly vectorized fashion. But out of a curvaceous series of dots and dashes that kind yeah. of interconnect with each other, and you know, it, and it could end up being something that uh, is just a single tone that gradients uh, off into nothingness, or it could be mm-hmm. something where it's used to uh, indicate shape or modulation within something. Just kind of, kind of an interesting thing that you start to see forming.
2: Yeah, I love your name, Morse Shade, because too, it's right. exactly it almost has. It's like Morse code, yep. but it's actually shading into a gradient of line, linear kind of mm-hmm. lines, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I got say, that Spoon Lance one could be like my favorite logo of the year. Like, I, I just, I love that logo. I don't know what it is about yep. it. It's just one of those really simple, has a total originality to it, and it incorporates this trend just perfectly. For those that aren't
4: seeing it, it uh, basically looks like a rabbit that yeah, uh, it does. Hits, but vanishes into the ether yeah, in uh, outer space. There
2: you yeah, go. That'll make yeah, people want to go yeah. look at it. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, even, I'll even say I've tried to do this thing before because I was so inspired by it and was using it in a what I felt was an appropriate logo and an appropriate brand. And it, it's a, it looks easy, but it's not. It's, It has to – It's, you know mm-hmm. when you try to make something look random mm-hmm. and it yeah. doesn't? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what mm-hmm. i so successful with a lot of these where you're trying to gradient a line from – Thick yeah. to thin to thinner or whatever, and it it really is something you gotta uh, do a bunch of iterations of to make sure it works. It's well. It's
4: all about economy. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. You just got to sure, economy of. Stroke. I'm
3: sure Adobe will have
2: a <laughs> thing to solve this.
4: It might even call coming. it the "or shade effect."
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: So I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump around here a little bit and go to uh, spell signs, just because mm-hmm. I had so many comments back and forth about that, and uh, it's so spell sign is basically um i I love the fact that it kind of looks like um j k. Rowling has put a bunch of uh uh designers to work you know anybody who uh who is familiar with the Deathly Hallows symbol with the uh, circle and the line and the triangle yeah. all over kind of overlap in this kind of um uh, alchemic uh, alchemistry way if you will hmm. uh it's the same idea of taking these highly perfected geometric shapes and kind of over layering them uh, on top mm-hmm. of each other. But, you know, I, I, can't decide. I'm, I'm kind of mixed on these. It, it, from some yeah. perspectives, I feel like it would work great for an architect mm-hmm. or you know somebody who's highly precise an engineer something like that. But some of them just get really carried away. The ones I'm showing here, not so much, but we had yeah. some examples where it was just kind of like, please stop. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> well, well, I fear. Would you say there's like there's not not much separates them if that's all they're going to be. Right. Like it's right. just you can look at one and the other and they're totally yeah. different and they're three different and maybe shapes or initials. But it looks like the same designer, the same it brand and, and the yeah. same company. So like maybe it's harder to like the Jack Cotter one. Oh. At least that one he brings in like a slightly serifed font and makes it a little yep. old school. Yep. So right,
4: when, like when you start to pull these together and they're all there on the same page, obviously. You uh, know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're kind of going, eh, "They all kind of look the same." They mesh, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, independently as they stand, um, I, I think they tell a good story. Uh, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, they're they're highly perfected. Uh, they they give that level of precision and the likes. Uh, I think I even make the comment that I almost feel like I need to put on a you know freshly starched shirt to walk into this mm-hmm. person's office because they're so yeah. ridiculous it's about so crisp mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at, at, at the same time, all of that ended up kind of drawing out of um, uh, this idea of uh, uh, the sorcerer's stone or going back into mm-hmm. uh, alchemy and uh, a series of symbols that were created for alchemy originally representing the various yeah. elements as they believed back during the middle ages. And, gosh what a what a really wonderful resource that is if you're yeah. looking for some graphic imagery that people just haven't used before
1: yeah mhm
2: would you have you did you see a few that might have maybe went over the line as if like could look a little too maybe religious spiritual so, you know you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah I, and, I feel like there's a fine line here, yeah, and I, you could risk and maybe you might see something that I don't like you know what I mean, yeah
4: um so so it, it, it's not that I'm professing Wiccanism or anything here, because I'm really not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'll tell um, you about the time that I was uh, prepping for the, the right, uh, HAL conference um, was uh, there towards the end of Game of Thrones. And it was, uh, I think the scene where, and I hope I'm not busting anybody here, but uh, when when Melisandre was trying to light up the, the wood and the trenches around the outside of, uh, Winterfell, and she just kept going Literally. and going and going, and it wouldn't light, and it wouldn't light, and it wouldn't light. Some of these symbols that are just so so packed with, you know, so many aspects to them, I'm kind of feeling like it was a Melisandre spell that there was just mm-hmm. too much never going into. It. You know, it's, just, it's never going to light.
2: Yeah. A, uh, <laughs> she needed to stack it like one of these logos. <laughs> I've
4: never learned how to right. stack a fire, by the way. spot um, drag is kind of interesting. Um Yeah, I love that
2: one. It's goofy. Um Let's see.
4: you know it's it's kind of and like it's a gradient
2: like variation, really. Yeah,
4: yeah. It is. You know? it, it, it has great in it. So uh, for anybody who's not looking at it, it's uh, basically a circular disc. Uh, um, imagine the old air hockey tables. <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, it's a circular disc that you can tell has just kind of moved, you know, along a path, and as it's been dragged along its path, it you're seeing so much
1: of this lately. Big- it's it's nuts. Yeah. 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 And it's yep. identifiable and because it looks like you turning via mobile something on and off. A Slider. Yeah, a slider. Yeah.
4: And mm-hmm. I love that mikhail i mean that that really does kind of uh it activates your on. mind yeah activates yeah. your mind is yeah. a really
1: good descriptor for this
4: yeah uh, a which is on there is uh by b five which is actually yes. it's for a um uh, a digital trading uh company for um uh, digital currency and uh-huh. if, if you start to think about it from that perspective. You know, how perfect is that? Because you can kind of see the exchange of, you know, these monies coming in and going out and changing ownership and transition Mm -hmm. and the like, Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, it does a really great job of representing
2: Yeah. Bill, do you find like with logos like that, are we getting to a point where maybe we're we're more okay with them not reading the the word off as clear as that Zupload, you know, where it's just like, perfectly there Mm -hmm. but where it's a little bit of a puzzle like are we are we getting the permission to do that a little bit more with some of these logos
4: yeah are you thinking in in terms of nomenclature nick as far as like yeah like
2: this like the the b5 one you were saying like it's not we're not seeing the 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 type of the word in one line next to each other we're seeing it separated and 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 yeah. it's weird spacing, and then yeah. close, and then far apart. Yeah, like, you know what?
4: Uh, so if you go back in the trend reports, I mean, you could pretty much say that this is kind of an outgrowth because if you, I don't know, take a look at the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art, or uh, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, if you start to kind of walk backwards, uh, you find that. Hey, as designers, I think that's the very first thing we do when a client gives us their, you know, name and we, we start into designing for it. We go, okay, is it divisible <laughs> by three or four yeah. or two? Can I stack this? And I can, you know, I mean, we... we the grid st- over it. Exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. can, can you add an S to your name? Because I've got this really yeah. great solution. If I had one more letter, I've got, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah, but I think, I think that that's a natural place for us to go, yeah. especially as you start thinking about a... Combination word mark slash mark because word yeah. marks are inherently horizontal in nature, mm-hmm. and uh, when you're trained to work with a very square space, they mm-hmm. don't tend to, you know, uh, play well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those ways you can start to pound down a word and uh, uh, build it into a combination word mark and logo. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, even the way they split yeah. this kind of breaks the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. It, it it's almost making it harder to to see and read. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm just sitting here going like, I'm a fan of anything kind of new and different. Like, I want to, I don't want to trash something like that. I'd rather go like, wow, that's that's cool. Can we do this now? And if Bill says yes, <laughs> yeah. we we can all do, do it. it. Hey, <laughs> speaking yeah. of
4: Bill saying yes, you can do it. Um, I'm, I'm going to go down to the wings logo for just a minute I'll because go for it. Okay. Nick, I was looking at your logo here.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm
4: kind, of, I'm kind of seeing a bit of a wing going on there. Oh hey, yeah, your logo that's, man,
2: that's definitely in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a pair, my logo is a combination of like on target, wing for support, yeah. and then a bit of speed and like uh, mobility. Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, you know, and okay. the, the good news is that uh, your logo isn't for a company that begins with the letter F, because. <laughs> And, oh, and I don't yeah. have many in here, but it's kind of, I, I, I kiddingly told people when I presented this report that uh, 80 yeah. seven, 87% of the people who did logos for companies that started with an F this year did a wing because an F looks like uh, a wing, like, uh, like yeah. these particular wings. So yeah. I never kind of would have like,
3: thought of that until I'm looking at this like Asgaro, Asgard or yeah. Red, wing, Red yeah. Wings yeah. Airlines. Yeah. yeah, that I'm seeing it there for, for sure. sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, and, uh, and also, too, then I think the F1 logo is a, is we're thinking yeah. of that a lot, too. You yeah. know, the way the F, uh, that kind of looks like the, uh, your top right one there. But, um, and, and in yeah, fact,
4: the wing was everywhere this year. And it, mm-hmm. and yeah. At one point, you know, we used to take the wing and we would park it on and something. We, we mm-hmm. take a bagel and the bagel had wings because they were fast bagels, you know. Or, yeah. You yes. know, a bottle of booze <laughs> with wings because it was fast booze, you know. But um, <laughs> we, we kind of removed the noun, if you will, now or whatever that whatever that element is, and just parked it, parked a wing here.
2: That's and, a great way to look you know, at, at it. Yeah. Symbolic, yeah.
4: But uh, God, they're everywhere. Um, yeah. Another one. That well, I in the eighties, totally, like yes, would,
3: people used the cocaine a lot as a signifier for fast. So. <laughs> There's a lot yes. of logos all over the place. Hang I don't on, I remember making, those, but
4: I'm making notes here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mean, can, yeah. How did you miss those back in the 80s, Bill? Yeah. Well, come on.
2: It was all that white. <laughs> in, in. That's great. It was Bill's first uh, trend report in 1987. Yeah. So naive. <laughs> it was so a, naive. A drink called cocaine. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lose <laughs> a
4: chunk of my audience here and say that I'm one of the few designers that's never done any kind of drugs whatsoever. And you know, and, well, and you know, all, all my friends kind of look at me and they go, "God, you really don't need them, do you?" So, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I cannot works. be
4: in, I works. cannot
3: claim to be in your same camp, Bill. But you know, you the, houses, it, the okay. 80s were the. 80s. It was a crazy time. I mean,
4: you you're you're going to do them. That's exactly what you're going to do. Exactly. That's good. You got a creative um,
3: deadline. You do what you got to do. No,
4: I didn't say I never took no do's. Okay, um, <laughs> in mass quantities. Nyquil. Ny, well, okay, there is a story about Nyquil. So doors was uh, this other goofy. Thing. And you know, so as i t- as i take this trend report and really kind of break it down some of these things are techniques some of these things are imagery some of these things are a type of line you know and it, yeah. it, it, it's all kinds of different things and within doors the, the thing about this it's working that I was seeing so much of this year is that, you know, the door has always been used. I mean, a door has, you know, been uh, you know, here here's a building and it's got a door on it, it's significant of uh, or it signifies the idea of, you know, welcome or entry yeah. or you know passage and the likes. But what these doors do, um and and I tell this story, my uh my wife and I used to go on uh, walks in our neighborhood at, at night. And if the lights were on in somebody's house and their windows were pulled open, you know, or their curtains were pulled open, you could see everything that was going on in the house, you know. Mm-hmm. But because it's mm-hmm. dark outside and light inside, she always had to point out to me not to wave, you know. Yeah. Hey, it's yeah. a neighbor. Like, hey,
3: it's you know, it was a so, fine line between you know, uh peeping and uh people watching. Yeah.
4: So. yeah, I was I was still on the street
3: west. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it was a
4: little bit close, but, but as she started to look at doors this particular direction is saying, you know what? Forget about the door itself. Think of it as this kind of portal to that other place. And yeah, you'll notice that all of these, it's not about the door. It's about what's on the other side of it. And mm-hmm. that's that's the aspect where somebody, you know, kind of starts clinging on to this idea that, you know, yeah, 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 a door. I get it. But what's on the other side? And is it this way for you from a logo perspective to uh, transcend from one place to another? When you're uh, trying to express what your client does, mm-hmm. totally, and, you know, is 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 it is it a way that you can say you can stay there, but look what you can achieve, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't have to come travel with me. And if you think about the outside of these logos, you know, whether it's just on a piece of white paper or whatever, I mean, there is your reality over here. It's it's whatever's on the other side that you're really kind of talking about.
2: Uh, yeah, and all four of these examples really show four totally different like what you would say experiences or themes on the other side. Yeah. Right. Like, and three of them are almost black and white. So it's like, and there's enough detail and coolness to see, what you're, what it's transforming you or transitioning you to, and, which I love. And, mm-hmm.
4: and Nick, as you can tell on most of those, there's a smattering of uh, little dots of cocaine on the other side. There you go. Yeah.
3: So, and in you know, and at least this, three of this them. this trend was way ahead. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even that a no dose, dose, dose. At a distance, I don't know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, zoom into Haywoods and you'll see. There's a lot going on there. Oh yeah. <laughs>
4: you know. And,
2: I mean, there is a lot, and it's so it works <laughs> like it. It really does. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. It's crazy but it. of if detail. Haywoods
4: gets small it's not going to hold up. You know, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But you know, at the same time and talk about something that really captivates you it'll make you want to see what, what's going on inside of it.
2: Yeah. What's yeah. Yeah. That
1: yeah. One is cool. insane. Really smart
2: symbolism. Oh my gosh, yeah. Isn't that nice. And I love that. Like it has the perfect color treatment. Yeah, I, love, that I color. love when you see like a, a, a very pale, almost like sometimes what's funny is like you have that very cool palish blue. Right. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people just think it's gray and, so it's like I when you do it in the right way, like this one, I would assume like you have a little bit f- better luck in presenting maybe to the client because that rest of the colors have that same muted thing, and there's such a good uni, 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 united kind of palette there. The tree,
1: it looks like it's distressed, textured, but it's not. It's this is all solid work. In that, yeah, all you vector. Don't
4: win on that thing, it's it's all vector.
2: Nice stuff. I'm gonna go look up uh, Atlas branding now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, what are a couple of cool. guys
4: that you were uh, kind of keying in on here?
2: I like the one that you had here. Is it? Where is it? Um, holes, yep. because like I think there was something very unique. They, they're very different versions of what you can do with this, but it's almost like having that uh, empty square, circle, triangle shape within the logo that's almost subliminally there like it doesn't it's a window yep. it's also you know what i mean it's got a lot going on there but i really love the uh swim media one mm-hmm, i just love mm-hmm. that idea that it's three of uh, uh, one I, one icon turned and and kind of rotated to create not only a great mark yep. but it has that negative space naturally and it really so neat
4: what what nick's talking about here is uh in in amongst these logos are logos that have these kind of natural geometric Uh, negative spaces in the middle of them Mm -hmm. and uh, they're like a a square or a circle or a triangle and you know we've seen logos for years where there's that hidden element inside of the Toblerone bear on top of the you know the the mountain or the Mm -hmm. the arrow inside FedEx but this isn't so much about trying to hide something uh, Mm -hmm. that's an aha moment as much as it is you know uh, there is this shape that's kind of missing you know it's, it's yeah. a hole yeah. and who doesn't love a good hole you know <laughs> uh no that sounded totally wrong i guess okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> i was waiting for that though yep. <laughs> yeah um uh, but, but you know uh, one of the things that is in here is that uh museum Reinhard ernst uh uh logo uh there were like Three or four different museums that basically use this worldwide. Interesting. That use the same basic idea of (laughs) you know knocking out. It's you know now if it was the Gardner Museum in Boston and you were going to see the Vermeer, you know, which got stolen. This is a perfect logo for it because the picture's not there. Yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> but but you know, but these museums use this because it's basically you know, yeah, picture whatever that element is that you know is going to captivate you, you know, in our environment.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. I can just picture with most of these, especially the swim media one. I can just imagine presenting to a client and then wanting to jam something in the middle of it. No, <laughs> oh, exactly you know? right. Wes, you're
4: so right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what we could do? We could, we could, put could the probably name. stick our, yeah. we could stick my grandpa's name in the middle of it. We could,
2: yeah, okay. A QR we code. The back in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Ouch. <laughs> that would be really painful. Yeah. Uh, what, what's, yeah. what's the,
2: like, What what's your main, um, kind of maybe thought behind this, this trend bill? Like what I, I, I think it's appealing. It looks cool. I'm, I'm I am I am kind of struggling to kind of figure out like, what is it representing? Is it, you can fill in the blank with what you want or what do you think?
0: Yeah.
4: I mean, and I kind of allude to that uh, in there is mm-hmm. that, you know, really it, here, here's the analogy I use with this. I love to jack with people. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but <we> t- really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you, you know, when, when you think about it from a design perspective, uh, when we present something that is quasi confrontational to an individual, it yeah. gives them that pause in that moment. Um, so uh, last year we were doing some uh, comments on uh, letter forms where, you know, you, you, can, you can add and embellish a letter form. But if you start taking parts of a letter form away, people get really upset about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of, well, I can't even tell that's a letter S. Mm-hmm. Well, then how do you know it was a letter S? Well, mm-hmm. I can, but I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. With, with this, I think the idea yeah. of removing something opens that question of why it's gone. There's a logo that uh, was submitted this year that um, shows a uh, bicyclist on a bicycle, except they basically cut it horizontally right in the middle and removed the entire top half. So you see the bottom of these wheels, mm-hmm. and you see the leg, the knee bend and coming down mm. on the pedals. And, you know, and, and somebody's suddenly going, well, where's the top of the biker? You know, what, what happened? Well, what are we doing? You know, I mean that is engaging them and building this conversation up. And if this had just been a picture of a person on a bike, nobody would have ever stopped. Nobody would have ever thought about it, you know? So by removing something, all of a sudden you've opened this possibility to people going, well, why?
1: Yes. Yeah.
4: And and it opens up that conversation. Yes.
2: Yeah. And and it kind of takes time because like, I think we've all seen these before, but like maybe five years ago, we'd say, oh, that can't maybe work for a mainstream company. but. Here we are five years later, and it kind of yeah, can now, right. you know Very true. which I, I that that's kind of my my favorite part of these things too is like if someone can break the ground with something totally different and like you said almost disturbing um a few years later, it's not so no. disturbing anymore, and it's something now we yeah, can play that's with what establishment
4: does
1: to people for sure people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, mikhail sure. you know you you bring up a really good point, which is the idea that uh. You know, when, when you're dealing with a much larger company and uh, inherently, they're going to be a little bit more gun shy about yeah. uh, doing something that is outside of a comfort zone.
1: Yeah. And then, then it's and just so a matter of time. It's crazy.
4: Yeah. you You, you tend to see that uh, trends develop on the fringe, you know, mm-hmm. and work their way towards the center, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to the mm-hmm. point of acceptability. Right. That uh, somebody has to kind of prove them out on the outside so that you don't lose your job for saying yes <laughs> to an idea that's just a little crazy. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. And right. it's great having proof that it's kind of working, and that's why I for think sure. a lot of these case studies are really help us mm-hmm. to kind of say, hey, client, look, it you know, it's happening. It's, it. it's it's successful. Yeah. yeah it works.
4: But the other downside. Uh, to that though, is that, that time lag, and there isn't good for anybody because that time lag, and especially with design, uh, time lag uh, is getting shorter and shorter. Mm. You know, because we're, we we all see uh, a specific mm-hmm. directions with such immediacy with the internet that you know. Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah. So it, it's easy for you to be too far behind the curve. You know by the time sure. you're saying, oh, okay, now I can pick it up, and everybody else is going, guys, <laughs> goodbye. You know, uh, yeah. last year wants its logo back, you know, it's <laughs> right, gotta kind of keep moving forward. But,
3: um, exactly,
4: hopefully, all of these evolve. Um, and and this is probably my pitch in here to uh, say, guys, uh, the and I say this every year that it bears repeating, which is that the trend report, there's a difference between the word trendy and trend. Mm-hmm. These, this isn't called the trendy report. If you want to, right. I can pull one of those together for right. you. But a trend is a trajectory. Yeah, It is evolution. It, it is the direction that something is moving. And this is to indicate a direction of motion with uh, what's being done right now right. so that people can kind of say, you know, here's how I could take that and interpret it moving it forward. Right. And with all of these ideas, you know, do I want you to stick a square or a triangle or a circle in the middle of your logo? You could. yeah. Why don't you take that idea that that nugget of that idea and what it achieves and say, how can I interpret that yeah. in my next design Yeah so that it takes that essence, but it moves it forward so that you know it's benefiting all of us right Yeah, yeah.
3: Take the baton right. and
4: That's run off within oh. yourself. Yeah.
3: All right. So Bill, before we get going to the listener question, do you have any more um, trends here that you would love to talk about? There's some really cool ones here. I um, love
4: this.
1: I, I could yeah. go another hour. Yeah.
4: I like the dots one. Was there one in particular, Mikhail?
1: Yeah. I was going to mention the dots one. I love the dots. One. Oh,
4: okay. Let's go there. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Um, and, and it kind of uh, alludes back to that idea of the pattern that we were talking about earlier, but with the dots, I mean, uh, so yeah it's gritty and it's scaled up to the point that these aren't going to, even at their smallest, you know, uh, start to read as a halftone, but you start to actually see the dots as representational of something. in a lot of these, uh, you know, with the, uh, uh Jay Fletcher's, uh, the one that he did with the, uh, bowl of poke. I mean, that's basically Sesame seeds, you know, going down on top no of, uh, you know, the poke, um, on the, uh, one, four, uh, and I can't even, know, I don't even, the one that looks like a basket with the yarn in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right uh, um, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, suddenly the dots become this weave of the basket. Now, are dots what you think of when you think of a weave of a basket? No. no. You know, yeah. it, You know. but but does it give that concept? Does it help it play out? Yeah. It's like lattice. It
2: almost, it almost creates a lattice work. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you look at it farther away. Yeah. It's a substitution.
1: And no, you know what? Yeah. The fetch one, the fetch one looks like you can't you can't get it to focus.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> like bad 3D, she's she's, but I like the look. It. I like the look of it, but it has that kind but of yeah. three, if if it were red and blue it would look like a 3D thing.
2: Right, yeah. because you're already vibrating enough from the red yeah. and yellow, yeah. and then you add the the ha- big halftone yeah. behind it, and yet I I think it's very playful and fun. It it's got to have its place, and if it works for that company, great. Like you know, the minute someone says, "Hey, I need that for embroidery," you're you're kind of <laughs> screwed.
4: <laughs> well, no, no, actually, you could embroider that because it's all vector. But I mean, well, you know what? Here's the deal. I look at who can look at dots without kind of feeling happy. Uh, you
2: know, True. I mean, it's, right. it, but
4: frankly, they're you know um
2: it's animated it's got a little fun feel to it they're floating
4: sign to a little bit of you know i mean there's a lot going on there Uh, and everybody has mentioned to me that they're pretty sure that dog is called spot but it's one of those (laughs) things where you know yeah i I know Uh, uh, it's one of those things where whether it's dots or all these other patterns that we've been looking at You know, I I think that people are finding clever ways to start to integrate those. So it's not just a matter of taking a chunk of it and sticking it on top and saying, here it is, but they've Mm -hmm. really built it into it. uh, That starts working. Yeah. Talking about just sticking something on versus building it in that next one down the highlights. I I cannot believe the number of logos that- Really? uh, This year. um, And almost all of them were yellow. I mean, there there were a few Mm -hmm. highlighter, uh, you know, uh, lavenders and blues or day glow oranges but mm-hmm. in general the yellow you know um and, and extract that yellow off of any of those you know and it's still a functional logo but i mean really that draws the attention in, and it places a specific emphasis mm-hmm. on uh, some aspect of it mm-hmm.
2: yeah um, yeah
4: for, for whatever reason
2: yellow is uh, been... do, you, do you ever find like maybe like sorry go ahead nick Oh, go ahead, Wes. Oh, I was just
4: gonna say something. Oh, I was yeah, just gonna. I was say- just
2: gonna say something yeah. about like how yellow
3: has been. I use yellow a lot if I'm doing Facebook ads because they say it. Yeah. It really pops with the blue on Facebook. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if this is some kind. I I know Facebook is not as popular as it was a few years ago, but I'm wondering if this is mm-hmm. kind of.
4: Wait. Let me make a note of that.
3: Coming out from that in a way, because I know <laughs> that's <laughs> <shit. No>, <laughs>
4: Yeah, I you know one of the things that um, occurred to me as we started uh, working with these was that very seldom was that information really critical to it, but it adds that nice kind of layer to it that uh, mm-hmm. gives it a foundation. And you know, I, I I tell a little story about the fact that you know up until Carter Inc. invented the um, uh, the highlighter, I think back in like 1963 or something like that. And up until that time, you know what they used to call a highlighter? What? A yellow marker. It was was, really, you know, I mean, some genius. It was the most genius idea anybody ever had was, you know, we aren't selling many of these yellow markers. Let's call it a, (laughs) we'll call it a highlighter. All you got to do is find the important stuff and highlight
2: it. And what an invention.
4: (laughs) but it works.
2: Yeah. I like it. I was going to say. I wonder if sometimes, too, a trend like this could be inspired by, like, I've looked at, like, when you look at big brand rebrands of, I think it was around 2018, 19, but, uh, like, MailChimp. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we saw yeah. this white, black, and yellow yeah. so, so heavily used, and then it becomes copied. So, now, little by little, does it make its way into, like, this thing? Because it it has that very uh, alert kind of, like, you know, like, it's been highlighted for a reason thing. but. Sometimes it can even just stem from a very popular rebrand that everyone mm-hmm. knows. Well,
4: we have all tried to work with yellow before in our design. Mm-hmm. We we all know that yellow is a very unique color. I mean it yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it almost it it dies back to white and if you turn it too red it becomes orange and if you turn it mm-hmm. too you know mm-hmm. much the other way it becomes green Pale. and you get ugly or brown mm-hmm. if you add yeah. black to it so you know it's it's one of those unique colors but it usually lays back and lets whatever is on top stand out so mm-hmm. you know, yeah it's called a highlighter for a reason
2: and and it doesn't say stop go no. yes yeah. or no yeah. it's it almost has this very like uh neutral like it's just saying attention yeah, and that's why it's I, it's using very successfully, yeah. you know. Hey, I'm going to pitch very in cool.
4: here before we get to the question, just real yeah. quick. Um, we, you know, we kind of dive into this and we don't really set it up uh, necessarily, but uh, obviously everything on here is uh, mm. a product of Logo Lounge, and um, uh, we've been doing this gender trend report for sixteen, seventeen years, sixteen years I think this year, um, and it, you know, it, it it gets great acclaim, but it it is the work of those thousands of members that we have from around the world that upload to the site. And I think them, uh, you guys included um, for, you know, the contribution of your work, because that really is the the database that uh, is so incredibly searchable to uh, mm-hmm. who's designing identity design. And it's, you know, more than three hundred thousand logos that have been submitted by people who are just incredibly searchable yeah. uh, through our you know, search engine by keyword or industry or designer or type of logo or colors mm-hmm. or, or geography. But it it really does give you a chance to see what is happening in real time uh, with with design. And it's a hundred dollar membership, but man. Uh, guys, it's probably the best hundred dollars you may ever spend if you're a serious designer, because it takes you right to, uh, that inspiration that you need to be able to kind of craft out your next solution.
3: Yeah. Well said, because I love it. it. it is one of those things when we get a lot of questions revolving around inspiration and logo lounge, like I'm not just saying this cause you're here, Bill, and you're certainly, you know, it's not like this is not a sponsorship thing at all. We just love having you here. Um, but it, what a great yeah. resource Logo Lounge is when you're trying to find that inspiration <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to mood board um, just to kind of find the right, you know, not to copy, obviously, but just to find those inspiration points. Um, I've looked at other free versions yeah. of it as well. You know, they're OK, but I feel I find Logo Lounges, like you said, worth that investment yeah. because so many well, good you heard, examples. You heard
4: Nick's story at the beginning of this where he had the client that, you know, just was elated about the fact that uh, uh, he had had his work uh, making mm-hmm. Bear Bears, <laughs> uh, for denim. And I, but I think that's so cool, but I cannot tell you the number of members that we have that have relayed stories to us about, you know, Hey, the work came because they found me via logo lounge or oh, nice awesome. uh, whether whether it's a book or on the site or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, it just, I I love to hear those stories.
2: I think the best thing it has too is, and I, and I, I, I glad you guys push people to put in searchable keywords when you're, when you're submitting the work because I want to like, what I love to use it for is when you know, you've set your standards and you have your hierarchy and your, or your archetypes of what your brand's supposed to be. And I need to find a logo that looks optimistic or it looks, you know, uh, trustworthy. or And it's adjectives that like, yeah, (laughs) exactly. No, you know, but, I, well, I really stress right. the feeling. I really stress like, I, what's the feeling that logo should evoke. And cause that's what you're promising to your, your clients many times. So like I'm going to provide you with a logo that's, you know, cheerful, optimistic and, um, you know, in motion, whatever uh-huh. it is. Yep. And by finding great versions and solutions for there, not only can they reinforce to the client that you know what you're doing and I'm going to give you something like this, but it gives you a little inspiration Whereas like, you know, let's face it, if we're doing this a lot, sometimes you're just, you're idealists, <laughs> you know, and, mm-hmm. and yep. you need to, you need to cruise around and see what everyone's doing. Um, And I, that's, that's the best part I like about it. Well you know? said.
4: Yeah.
2: Very cool. Nice.
3: Man. Well, thanks for coming on with this again, Bill. And are you, do you want to hang out with us for the listener question?
4: Oh, only if I can bag on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I like to, so, chat um, with but people. anyway, but, that? before no, we kidding. go
3: on to it, i oh, was sorry. Yes. Before we move on to it, though, Bill, where can people find more about uh, the trend report? We will certainly link to it, but um, where can people go to find it?
4: Sure. So uh, locallands.com will take you there. Okay. And uh, the top of the page, um, and it, it's on the free side of the wall, so it's open to anybody, um, uh, as well as our news stories, and you can see the most recently uploaded logos. But um, you can also look at every one of the trend reports since we started first putting these together in 2003, which gives you the ability to kind of see uh-huh. that trajectory and see how these evolve over a period of time. The other one, and uh, I'll just mention it real quick, which is that uh, uh, I am a LinkedIn learning uh, uh, author. And uh, mm-hmm. LinkedIn learning, we just completed, and matter of fact, they just published the 2019-2020 uh, trends, and it even goes into much greater depth, and we show a lot more logos um, uh, on that, and a tremendous tool and a tremendous partner for us. So, awesome. there you go.
3: Nice. All right, very good. So we will get back to with a listener question in a minute, but before we get there, we want to heap some praise over on our friends FreshBooks, um, because they make it genuinely easy for us to actually get paid for what we love to do. We, you know, we love designing, not so much love the accounting. So FreshBooks takes that right off our plate, and they gladly just take it and uh, make it their own. So you can just up- upload your, you know, brand colors, your logo. You know, find a new uh, not a trendy logo, but a logo trend from uh, from Logo Lounge, and get one together. Put it up there. Brand your invoices, make them look great, and then you just input your client, and you just make a really branded, nice looking invoice. You send it off. If they don't pay within you know the the allotted time, you set a due date on it. They will do the automatic payment reminder thing, and you get to save face with your client because. You know, the harassing email, it's not a harassing email, but it didn't come from you. It's just a polite, they're Canadian. They do everything politely up there.
2: So (laughs) that's what we love about them so much. Including winning the NBA championship. Yeah, I was just going to say. So they're extremely happy today. So call them now. (laughs) Oh, sports. That's
3: that's the right one, right?
2: (laughs) And that's right.
3: Yeah, go. very good. <laughs> but yeah, Anyway, back to back to Freshbooks. Uh <laughs> they've got the pro- the, the projects <laughs> feature so you can share files and messages with your clients, contractors and employees, which is great. So it's basically not only an invoicing tool, but a way to keep everything nice and organized. And of course, their um, their support is world renowned, world class. They pick up the phone in three rings or less and are very helpful with any problem you're going to have, but you're not going to have any because they're FreshBooks. So to claim mm-hmm. your 30-day unrestricted free trial, just go to freshbooks.com deeplygraphic deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. Again, freshbooks.com deeplygraphic deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section. All right, so we have our listener question. Uh, the only thing I don't have is the name. That's the one thing I didn't get. So I'm going to vamp while I'm getting the name here. It is from, I believe, Richard Garcia, I want to say.
2: Richard Garcia. Richard
3: Garcia. I was right. Okay, so let's go ahead and play that audio.
0: Hey, Wes, Mikel, Nick. I've been listening to you guys for a long time. At the start of my career, I was a social media manager. Then I moved into web development. And now I'm actually going to be a senior developer Not just coding, but providing expertise on what type of technologies we should be using and why and how to implement those. And what brought me to this job is my ability to communicate with other departments, other people from different backgrounds. Now, this podcast has been an incredible resource for me. It really has helped me step into the minds of designers and given me a new perspective, which brings me to my actual question... As a designer, what are some of the hardest communication issues you have with developers? I'd love to know your thoughts on this. I'm always striving to create a better experience between my designers and me, and creating a better product. I know you guys have some great gems there. I appreciate you taking my question, and I can't wait to hear the answer.
3: Cool. So, um, yeah, that's a great question, and I don't, I don't know if you're going to have too much insight on this, Bill or Nick, but um, I certainly have, you know, some some insights. Do you guys have anything to, to say about it? Do you guys work? I know you don't really work too much in the web, but what about you, Bill? Are you strictly logo?
4: You know what? Uh, so our office certainly does but, uh, but but I'm not
1: the guy. Yeah. Not the <laughs> one talks, so. Yeah. Wes,
3: why don't nice. you okay, so. start? Yeah. 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 So I think one of the, I mean, it's hard to say about anything specific. It's more, And I think what you're going to be talking about, Richard, is a little different than what I would be talking about, because I think most of the communication issues I've had in the past have occurred because I was dealing, you know, I was working with a a developer over in India or the Philippines. And what I've noticed, and I hate to say anything like this that sounds very general, because I don't mean to, but I've heard that there's different kind of customs in these countries um, and I, the developer I've been using for the past five years is in India. Fantastic. Like I've, we've had basically no problems. Um, what, I, what I've run into in the past was basically cultural. I think people tell me that when I ask for something and even if they don't know how to do it, it's considered rude in that culture to say no or to say, I can't mm-hmm. do that. So they say yes.
2: <laughs> mm. And then sh- don't and then don't know how and not, to do and it. not ask for clarity and not ask for clarity right i think we so, do that in our yeah. culture too though
4: <laughs> what'd you say
2: <laughs> i think we do that in our culture too yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah i can do that <laughs> well <yeah.
3: laughs> but like you know and i would i would always tell them you know when i kind of caught on this was happening i would say guys level with me because if you yeah. don't know how to do something i don't consider that rude i want to know You know any if you need clarification or if you can't do it i need to know that so i can get it from somewhere else because it has to be done um so that was one of the things that was a big kind of stumbling block for me but i you know you being here in the u.s richard i think it's a different story i think um do you i think you deal more with kind of stateside developers right only yeah yeah only so what is your read on the situation might yours might be more appropriate to this situation than mine
1: so what and maybe you edit this out wes what is he specifically asking us about the relationship relationship relationship
4: how do i what
2: like how do you how do you make sure it's it's crystal clear it's better it's the best you can do you're turning over i think the package better you know yeah. i think it's is that, that and i think it's
3: i think it's that and i think it's also what are the what have you learned what are the things that you as the designer have noticed um where you have kind of a problem communicating with the developer the biggest or the between biggest challenge? designers and developers yeah
1: so um on a on a and maybe this is more of a business slash personal level um i I did front, front end as a graduate program at the university. So I am familiar with the lingo. And I think that that has absolutely been to our advantage that um, sure. I'm familiar. Um, if I weren't, you know, there would be more visuals. I always over explain. I'm, I'm extremely transparent. I apologize ahead of time. I tell them all. Um, I, I kick off with a phone call. I do screen share all the time to ensure that there's, you know, no, no holes. Um, and I work, I, I work with prototypes a ton, both interactive and still. Um, and yeah, for those that I've worked with for, you know, several years, there's never an issue for those that I kick off a, a, a business relationship at the forefront. I'm just extremely over transparent and, (laughs) I think that's why that's why it works, and I tell them, you know, it'll cost the client less money. It's a win-win-win-win. If you have any questions, don't just guess and don't just try to wow the client or me here. Ask, 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 ask. I always say that at the forefront, and it's for the betterment altogether that that's you know spell you know that you you spell that out as an established business rapport from the get go, in my mind. Mm
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I did think of one more thing, too, because I remember an old company I used to work for where we were working with developers in-house. And one thing I noticed, um, and I don't know that this is so much an issue now because we've come such a long way with what's possible and how much easier things are, I think, um, out of the box to, to do. But I remember there was a lot of like, whenever I'd come up with something for like, an idea for how i wanted something to work the default Mm -hmm. posture of the developers was always no can't do that and they like, and then they would figure out how to do it but they always wanted to like just
1: "Mm -mm." no we can't do that yeah yeah like that was
3: always their like first default posture and it was very frustrating
2: and well they were kind of legit back in the day maybe but I think more and more, as you said, as technology gets better and better and the, the apps become better and better, you can do those more easily. And maybe those were just things they didn't want to do at the time.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. that, hey, Mikhail, that's You it. kind of find yeah. out from time to time that uh, the designer just isn't familiar with all of the different things the developer can do and that uh, the developer, much to your point, you know, uh, as things progress, may have much easier ways to do things, or, or may have a. And I hate to use this as an analogy, but a trick up the sleeve that uh, they kind of go. God, had, had you thought about working this in because I really think that it would work well with your design,
1: mm-hmm. but you run into that. No, not really, <laughs> not really. No, like where mean- they're
3: where they're trying to kind of do something for their own on their own agenda. You mean
4: like?
1: And make a suggestion to well, further their own developer portfolio.
4: Yeah, no, actually, what? Well, here's what I'm thinking about, and I and I kind of begged off this at the beginning, but I I do oversee a lot of this at our office because we have our developers and we have our designers, and I, I know how they work together. And so much of the time is we're developing a brand and we're developing that brand language,
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh, that beginning look for a uh, company at Gardner Design. Um, uh, you know, when when you're dealing with your fonts and your colors and your patterns and your texture and you know the, mm-hmm. the general look mm-hmm. uh, of things. One of the things that you forget about is that the developer developer has that ability to introduce uh, aspects to that brand language that uh, you've not really considered. You know, mm-hmm. is you know, is it, is it some modest little sound that works in you know as part of uh, this? You know, is it the sound of a click of a button? Is it the uh, the wink of uh, the button is, you know, you mouse over it. Is it the, you know, and, and all of these things um are something that become part of that brand language, that texture that helps identify that client. And sometimes there are things that maybe the designer is not as aware of as the developer might be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, and, and that can happen. And I guess the more the relationship becomes more long-term and extremely comfortable, the developer will make suggestions of that kind. I'm always I'm always down for that. I always say, listen, I don't want it to make seem like MKM's directing the show here. We're collaborating together. We're working with each other. You're not working for me. Try to please try to see it that way because we can learn from one another. And absolutely I'm all for that.
3: Yeah. It's great when you do get a developer who um, has that kind of design eye and has, brings ideas to the table mm-hmm. versus I think there's a few, there's, it's it goes that way with designers too. There's some designers who are, you know, any way you want it, that's the way you need it kind of thing. And then there's the ones who they bring ideas to the table and some developers are just tell me what to do. And some are like, it's more collaborative. Um, and I, I do enjoy that, especially when they've got, like you say, Bill, like right. a trick up their sleeve that like, you know, what would be kind of cool here is this thing that I know how to do, or just learned how to do.
4: Yeah. It's, Projects really not trying to force it on anybody, but you know, right. I mean, if it's something that they're aware of that you're not, and we all know things that other people don't know.
3: Exactly. So yeah, as long as they're not forcing it and it's for the good of the project, that's the caveat there. So um
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, cool, Richard. Well, thanks for writing that in. And I hope that we answered your question. Um it was kind of a, a little bit nebulous in a way, but I hope we covered it in a way you wanted us to. So anyway, if you haven't um done it yet, send in a listener question to questions at the deependesign.com. And again, we love our audio questions. So go ahead and just record yourself asking it, send it in to questions at the deep and we'll play it just like we did for Richard and we'll answer you. So, all right, Bill, uh, this has been a little slice of heaven once again. So thanks for coming on with us.
4: <laughs> hey, you guys, uh, let let's do this. Why don't we make a date? Next
2: year. Huh? Uh see you again. Yeah.
4: yeah All right. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> <That'd be wonderful. laughs> I thought you were going to go with something big there. Like we let's do this together yeah. live.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by I'm, the way, I'm, Mick, I am washing my hair that day, Bill, but
4: uh washing my hair that day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you again, guys. Yeah, it's been an really, honor to be yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, thanks guys. so much, Bill. And this is always one of the funnest experiences and uh kind of like the upside of doing the report is getting to talk to you guys. Uh, awesome, awesome, man.
3: Yeah, we, we enjoy it well, we, we we love talking to you and we love hearing about all the new stuff and just shooting the shit with you so okay. thanks for coming on with us again Appreciate and it. it is a date for next year for sure and, sounds uh, good guys yeah with that in mind keep designing catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast